Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, once again, everybody. We are locked and loaded and ready to bring you the Week 8 edition of Jumping the Gun. It is powered by Patterson Square Garden. Along with Daniel, I'm Derek. And, of course, uh, we have to look back before we can look ahead. And, Daniel, week seven, well, it wasn't one of our worst weeks, but it wasn't one of our better weeks. Well, for the third straight week, we tied. We both went nine and four this past week. This is there's definitely something going on here with your math. I, I'm just... <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. Uh, but, hey, I mean, nine and four is, is a solid record. But, um, I mean, we did. We had a few disagreements last week, but... Not enough to break the tie. See, you could have broken the tie because I told you, Homer, don't take the Eagles. <laughs> don't take them. I'm not going to be anyway. making that mistake much more this year <laughs> after that game. All right, so we were both 9-4 last week. Not bad weeks. Uh, all right, now, time to jump ahead to week number eight, and we're going to kick it off with a Thursday night good one. All right, we got the Packers, your Packers, at the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are getting six and a half points at home. Wow. Well, when I look at the Packers uh, coming off that win over Washington, Washington played them tough. The score's not a true indication of how tough Washington played them. And Washington ran up and down the field on them, and Green Bay had been pretty good against the run. And But they're banged up on defense. They're missing a lot of key players on defense. And now we find out that Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard are both in COVID protocol, plus the defensive coordinators in COVID protocol as well. And they've got to go play the only undefeated team in the NFL. Now, the good news if you're a Packers fan is J.J. Watt is not playing in this game. And DeAndre Hopkins is questionable. So, with that said, Aaron Rodgers on the road, minus his two primary weapons, 
Uh, he's still got Aaron Jones to run the ball and to throw the ball. They can run against this Arizona defense. Uh, Robert Tonyan, Tonyan uh, catching the ball. Uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm taking Arizona at home. Oh, come on. No homer pick? I can't do it. See, I'm not like you. See, I'm a realist. <laughs> I'm not a homer like you. I'm taking Arizona at home against the Packers. Okay, so you know what? Let's have some fun this week. I'm going to go with the Packers. I'm taking what? Aaron, I'm what? taking Aaron Rodgers. I think the Cardinals, Time the clock's going to run out on this team. They're, they're not going to be an undefeated team going through the season. Somebody's got to beat them eventually. And Thursday night games are weird. I like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has had some great Thursday night games. Yes, he has. I'm going to go with the Packers. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones in this one. I am shocked. Now let's have some fun. I'm trying to break the, this this tie streak okay. that we have going right. on. Okay, I like I like you. And I'll, I'll take your team. Okay, <laughs> I like your motivation. Make it, make it hurt even more. All right, uh, yeah, that will hurt. That'll hurt. <laughs> All right, next we have the Panthers at the Falcons. The Falcons are getting three points at home in Atlanta. How in the world do the Panthers only score three points against the Giants? He was so bad against the Giants. The Giants' defense got Sam Darnold benched, something that the Eagles' defense could not do. And I'm shocked that the Giants just blew them off the map. Now, you look at this Falcons team. They struggled. They had to get a last-second field goal to beat the Dolphins. Uh, But the Falcons are now at sea level. They're 3-3. and We thought they were going to be abysmal. Well, now they're 3-3. and So, with that said, I'm going to take the Falcons at home in this one. All right. I'm also going to take the Falcons at home here. Uh, This Panthers team is a train wreck. They've had a rough uh, last few weeks. Sam Darnold is looking like the Sam Darnold from the, the Jets. I'm going with the Falcons here. Next, we have the Dolphins at the Bills. The Bills are getting 13 and a half points at home in Buffalo. Yeah, that sounds about right. Buffalo's coming off a bye. They're well-rested. The Dolphins have lost six in a row. Uh, The quarterback situation is iffy. iffy. Brian Flores can't get anything out of this team. No matter what he does, it doesn't work out well. Um, I think this is going to be a lopsided affair. Um, especially because it's playing in Buffalo, you know, Dolphins, you know, they don't do they don't do well in cold weather. You know, Dolphins are warm water creatures, and I don't think they're going to do well going up to a frigid Buffalo. So I think Buffalo is going to put the Dolphins in a deep freeze in a hurry. Yeah, there are very few teams that I would say could go into Buffalo and get a, a W. The Dolphins are not one of those teams because they they struggle to get Ws against anybody anywhere. I'm going with the Bills here. I'm going with them uh, with the points, especially coming off of a bye week. All right. Next, we have the 49ers at the Bears. The Bears are getting, or excuse me, the Niners are getting three and a half points in Chicago. Uh, let's see. That's a, that's a pretty good betting line. The 49ers got wrecked by the Colts, 30 to, uh, 30 to 18. The Bears, speaking of getting wrecked, they got blasted by the defending Super Bowl champions, 38 to 3. Justin Fields is, is, is seeing ghosts uh, in the passing game. He's struggling. Their offensive line, the Bears' offensive line, has been banged up. Um, I, I think in this particular game, the 49ers rebound, and I'm going to take the 49ers on the road with the points in this one. Yeah, I'm also taking the Niners, but on, on the talking about the Bears, this this Bears offense just looks terrible. I mean, Matt Nagy is doing nothing to move Justin Fields and utilize his, his uh, mobility, and that offensive line is having a hard time ru- stopping a four-man rush. I mean, the, the Bucks defense was doing whatever they wanted against them all game, and they were forcing turnovers. Uh, pretty much every other possession. Uh, this but this Bears offense looks very bad. I don't know how much of it is to, uh, how much of the blame I could put on Justin Fields, but it just doesn't look good, and it doesn't help that he uh, that he doesn't have Jordan Montgomery. 
uh, back there as a running a running game will help a rookie quarterback a lot. Uh, next, we have the Steelers at the Browns. The Browns are getting three and a half points in Cleveland. The Browns had to hang on for dear life just to beat the Broncos. Um, in Case Keenum, uh, he had a serviceable night in that particular game. The Steelers are coming off a bye. You know, Mike Tomlin's fired up because people keep asking him about taking a USC coaching job. So I fired up Mike Tomlin, especially with a uh, Steelers team that's trying to tread above water. They're three and three right now. I say the Steelers go into Cleveland and beat the Browns. Interesting. So I'm going to go with the Browns here. Uh, Something about this Browns team. I I don't believe in the Steelers just yet. Uh, Ben is is hit or miss every week. Uh, I, I don't think the Steelers team is a playoff team this year. Uh, I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm not too confident in this one. This is going to be an interesting game. I think it is going to be a low-scoring game, though. Um, but I'll take the Browns in a, in a low-scoring game. I'm thinking like 14, 14-10 kind of game. Next, we have the Titans at the Colts. The Colts are one-point favorites in Indianapolis. Do you realize that in a span of six days, the Titans have beat back-to-back the two teams that played in the AFC Championship game last year? I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. And, I mean, they've been doing it. They've, they've been playing great ball on both sides of the football. And because of the way they're playing right now, even though the Colts are coming off a great road win, um, I, I think the Titans have found their stride. And I say the Titans go into Indianapolis and corral the Colts. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that the Colts are favored in this game. The Titans have coming off, like you said, two signature wins. Uh, I'm going with the Titans as well. I, I love everything that they're they're doing on offense. I mean, Ryan Tannehill has started to pull it together a little bit after a rough start to the season. Uh, the receiving core is starting to get to get it going, and Derrick Henry is doing what Derrick Henry always does. He just carries that offense. And the defense has been playing well. Uh, last year they had a rough a rough go on defense. This year is start, they're starting to pull it together. Uh, I like the Titans here. Uh, actually, I, I like them by a, a considerable margin. I think they're much better than the Colts. Okay. Next, we have the Bengals at the Jets. The Bengals are getting 10.5 points in New York. Wow. The Bengals sent a message throughout the AFC that they have arrived, the way they went into Baltimore and just beat down the Ravens the way they did. And that combination of uh, Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase is ridiculous. He had two, uh, Chase had 201 receiving yards on just eight catches. Of course, one was an 82-yard touchdown against a very good Ravens defense. If the playoffs were to start right now, here, here's something that's crazy. If the playoffs were to start right now, Cincinnati would be the number one seed in the AFC. That's crazy. And the Jets, well, they're still the Jets. I mean, they, got, they gave up 54 points to the Patriots. Are you kidding me? So there's no way on this planet unless Cincinnati doesn't get off the plane that, that the Jets are winning this game. I think Cincinnati wins this one by a landslide. Yep, and for every reason you said, I, I love this Bengals team. I, I've been rooting for them this year. I love watching that young offense. Um, they're, they're putting it all together. Uh, and it's good to see Joe Burrow look healthy. He looks like 100% after coming off that uh, that injury last year. I'm going with the Bengals here. I'm taking them with the 10.5 points. Uh, yeah, the Bengals should win this one pretty easily. Next, we have the Rams at the Texans. The Rams are getting 14.5 points in Houston. Let us have a moment of silence for the Houston Texans <laughs> because basically they are dead and buried. Uh, they lost their game to Arizona. They had, a, they had an early 5-3 to three lead on Arizona. All of a sudden, Arizona blew the doors off and beat them 31-5. to Rams struggled with the Lions until late, late in the fourth quarter, and 
um, the Lions had a chance to win that game if if, if uh, Jared Goff hadn't thrown a touchdown, uh, thrown an interception near the goal line near the end of that game. So the Lions are getting a little bit better, but, you know, the Rams are the Rams. You know, they're upper echelon team. Detroit, one of the bottom feeders in the NFC. So definitely I'm taking the Rams on the road in this one. Yeah, I agree. I'm taking the Rams with the points. I feel like the Texans, they fight for, like, the first quarter. And once you get uh, a 10-point lead, the, the game is pretty much over. The, they just allow you to pretty much do whatever you want uh, to them defensively. Uh, going at the Rams here with the points, for, uh, 14 and a half points. I'm taking the points here. Uh, next, we have the Patriots at the Chargers. The Chargers are getting six points in L.A. Ooh, Chargers coming off a of bye, well-rested. I tell you what, uh, this kid, Mac Jones, may turn out to be the best quarterback of his class that came out. You know, he only has nine touchdown passes and six interceptions, but he's completed 70% of his passes. Um, he's starting to get this Belichick uh, offense down, dink and dunk your way down the field, get the ball out of your hand quickly. He's been very efficient. Of course, they put a beat down on the Jets. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting game, but uh, I got to go with the Chargers at home in this one. The Chargers are battling to stay atop the AFC West. I like the Chargers at home in this one. You had me going there for a while. I, th- <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to do it and take the Patriots there. I'm also going with the Chargers. Uh, as you guys have heard all, all year, the Chargers are one of my favorite teams. I love their offense uh, and defensively. Uh, having Derwin James back there um, for the first time in a couple of years has really helped them. Uh, I don't really like this Patriots team. I know everybody loves Mac Jones, uh, but I think the Jets made the Patriots look a little bit better than they actually are. I'm going with the Chargers here. Next, we have the Jags at the Seahawks. The Seahawks are getting three points at home in Seattle. Jaguars uh, one up and five down coming off a of bye. Seahawks, they lost an ugly game to the Saints 13-10. to um, Geno Smith is just not the answer, and this Seattle season is on the brink of collapse until Russell Wilson gets back, and Russell is still a couple, of, at least a couple of weeks away from coming back. I'm just not a believer in Geno Smith, so here's my upset of the week. Oh, uh, no. I'm taking Jacksonville over Seattle in this game. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> you beat me to it. Oh. Okay, so I was definitely looking at the Jaguars here, but I can't tie with you again this week. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I think Geno Smith finally what? pulls it together. That Jaguar defense is not looking good. Uh, and the Seahawks, they love running the ball, so maybe maybe running the ball will do it against this Jaguars defense. Uh, and they have the home field advantage. I'll go with the Seahawks here. Okay. Next, we have Washington at the Broncos. The Broncos are getting three points uh, at home in Denver. Wow, what a hard game to figure out. We still don't know what the Washington football team is. I mean, they played a good game in Green Bay and lost that game. Um, the Broncos had a chance to win that game against the Browns and found a way to blow that game. Teddy Bridgewater found a way to blow that game. Um, I, I'm sorry, I'm not a believer in either one of these teams, but for somehow, some way, um, this Taylor Heineke showed me a little something uh, against Green Bay at Lambeau Field. I'm going to take Washington on the road in this game. All right, I'm going to take the Broncos here, and only because. I don't like you said. I, we, we don't believe in either of these teams, but Denver is a hard place to go play in. And being that I think this is a pretty even matchup, I'm gonna take the just take the home team here. Denver with that high altitude, it's not an easy place to go and get a win. Next, we have the Bucks at the Saints. The Bucks are getting five and a half points in New Orleans. This could be a good game showdown in the NFC South. Uh, the Buccaneers have a one-game lead over the Saints in that division. It's no longer, obviously, Brady versus Breeze. Uh, Buccaneers are rolling right now. I'm still not a big Jameis Winston fan. Uh, I'm going to take the Bucs to go down to New Orleans 
and uh, come away with a convincing win. You, oh, so you, okay, so you don't think it's going to be a close game? No, I don't think it's going to be close. I, I, I'm just not. I'm still not sold on Jameis Winston yet. I 100% agree with you. I'm also taking the Bucks here, and I, I don't think it's going to be a particularly close game. The Saints will keep it interesting for the first half, uh, maybe uh, into the third quarter, but I think the Bucks eventually just their offense that is it's so it has such a good rhythm at this point of the season. I don't see the Saints stopping that. Next, we have the Cowboys at the Vikings. The Cowboys are getting one and a half points in Minnesota. This is the Sunday night game. This is going to be a good game uh, indeed. Both both teams coming off buys. And both teams can put up some points. And both teams uh, are capable of playing good defense, but you just never know which night of the week they're going to show up to play good defense. This could be one of those 38-35 type games. Uh, Dak Prescott and those weapons that he has right now are unbelievable. Dallas's defense is a lot better than it was uh, a season ago. It's not a lockdown defense, but it's a lot better. better. Uh, the Vikings, man, they got some weapons as well. Great running game as well. Uh, but I like I like Dallas in this game, and mainly because my brother is a Vikings fan, and I'm never picking the Vikings <laughs> because he's a Vikings fan. This was a this was tempting for me. I, I really thought about taking the Vikings here for the reasons you said. They have a bunch of weapons on offense, and their defense uh, isn't that bad. I'm, uh, but I'm, I am going to go with the Cowboys because I think the Cowboys are one of the best, if not the best, team in the NFC. Um, I mean, Dak Prescott is playing at MVP level. You have Zeke. Uh, you have an endless amount of receivers I feel like uh, for them to, to pick from and their defense has been playing great let's see if uh, if Trayvon Diggs gets another interception this week oh yeah he, he's uh what seven and six games yeah yeah seven so far so let's see if he can make it eight and taking two to the house yeah and he's playing against Kirk Cousins who we know likes to turn the ball over every now and then so we'll see uh, but I'm also going to go with the Cowboys here on Monday night we have the Giants at the Chiefs the Chiefs are getting 10 points at home in Kansas City the Chiefs, they just got embarrassed by the Titans. And, of course, Patrick Mahomes was not woozy. Um, you know, after the game, it was reported that he could have gone at, back in the game. He cleared concussion protocol. And uh, Andy Reid said basically he held him out of the game because basically this game was out of reach. It was all downhill. So if Mahomes is under, under center, I think that was just a, a one-time fluke for the Giants. Uh, Andy Reid is not losing at, losing at home on a Monday night to the Giants. I've, I've got the Chiefs and the points at home. This is the perfect game, I feel like, for the Chiefs to fix some of the problems that they've been having the last couple of weeks. I mean, you had, you come out flat last week against the Titans, um, and everybody's questioning, like, hey, is the Chiefs' reign over the AFC over? And then the Chiefs get a layup of a game on, on national television to kind of make a statement and come out and, and put a beat down on a Giants team that hasn't been playing well this season. I mean, and you have it at home in Kansas City, uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win this with the points, and I, I think it's going to get ugly pretty fast. Finally, we have the Eagles, the disappointing Eagles at the Detroit Lions. The Eagles are getting three and a half points in Detroit. Well, the Eagles won't be favored very many times this season. Um, and let me start out by saying this. I have a bad feeling in my gut that Detroit is going to find a way uh, to win this game, to get their first win of the season. They've been very tough at home, and I think they're going to find a way to get this win. But the Eagles are right now a borderline mess. And then your, your head coach 
Nick Sirianni came out in his Wednesday press conference and he told the media that um, he, he held a, a, a session with the players and he talked about how he said, you know, this team is kind of like a flower that needs to grow and it needs to you know penetrate through the soil. And all my years of covering football, I've never heard a coach use for a motivational speech uh, flowers, soil, growth. Uh, and, and water and stuff like that. And I'm like, what is he talking about? I can only imagine what his players are thinking. But this is about pride now. And, and Fletcher Cox has been, has been outspoken since Sunday about how he feels about how he's being utilized in this defense. Um, if the Eagles lose to Detroit, fans have already lost their minds in Philadelphia as it is, man. When you listen to the sports talk radio stations in, in, in Philadelphia and listen to fans' comments, they are hilarious, uh, but they're also heartfelt and they basically borderline lost their minds. If this team loses to Detroit, you know, people are going to go ballistic. And so I'm going to give the Eagles the benefit of the doubt on this one. At some point, they've got to put it together and come away with a win. Detroit is a great spot for that to happen. I don't feel good about this pick, but I will take the Eagles and the points in this one. All right. Well, I can see some chaos happening here. I'm going to go with the Lions. I knew it. I knew it. I think the Lions are going to win this game. I think this is where they get their first win of the season. They've been close the last few weeks. This Eagles team is a mess. I think this week ends up being rock bottom. And from here on out, it's going to just be an ugly season. I I don't really like what I'm seeing from this Eagles team. Uh, Not only do I not like what I'm seeing from the play, but I don't like what I'm seeing from the body language. The team just doesn't look motivated at all. Uh, And this Lions team... I mean, it's the opposite. I mean, they, their play hasn't been great, but their body language has been great. They they look like a motivated team. Dan, Dan Campbell has that team. They, they fight every week. Uh, and I've heard, I mean, we've been hearing great things about Dan Campbell. People will run through a wall for, for that guy. I don't, I don't see the same kind of motivation coming out of the Eagles locker room. I think the Lions win this one, especially because it's in Detroit. If this was in Philly, I think the Eagles would win this because... Man, the, the Philly crowd would not allow that to happen. But in Detroit, this is a tough game, and I think the Lions find a way to get it done. Uh, I, I hate to say it, but you, you might be right, man. It's, <laughs> it's just, I can't imagine what's going to happen next week on the sports talk radio shows, TV stations, print media, if the Eagles mess around and bomb out in, in Detroit. Whether they lose by one point or lose by 50 points, a loss is still a loss. And you're playing a winless team, and you are favored to win that game, and you go in there and bottom out. Oh, my goodness, it's going to rain down with negativisms come next week. And you know what's interesting about this game is the the Eagles hold the Miami Dolphins' first-round pick next yes. year. If the Lions beat the Eagles this week, that Miami Dolphins pick becomes the number one overall pick. So just something to keep an eye on for the rest of the year is, is who's going to end up with that number one pick. So this could be a big game for the Eagles in in that sense, too. All right. Well, there you have it. Our week eight picks in the National Football League. And, of course, I can't wait to sit here next week and discuss what happened and what didn't happen and moving forward as we get ready for week number nine in the NFL. So until then, for Daniel, I'm Derek. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Jumping the Gun. We'll talk to you next time.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.